0: When we think about our use of language and how we speak to people and what we're offering in our conversation to others needs to show that we understand what we're talking about, that we're in charge, in control, whatever. But we've thought about what we're saying before we speak because there is a lot of that, you know, keyboard worries. So people are more than willing to say something negative. But if we spend our time making sure that we have focused our conversation, that we're not judging others, that we are thinking about the formula behind what we're talking about, so taking that moment before we speak, we're going to achieve a far greater interaction and a better interaction with the person that we're speaking to. Hello and welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. So how the devil are you? So today I thought I'd talk about, you know, three mistakes that we keep on making and things that mistakes that I make as well. You know, I'm totally not perfect. And um, I thought, let's start really sharing and talking about some of the simplest things that we do that we don't realize we're doing. So, one of those things is don't say don't. I know, it seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? But people don't think about it. See, I've used it there. But people don't think about something until it's mentioned. So, the best example for this is when I used to be in community pediatrics and I would say to the parents, you know, don't say don't to your child because you're telling them about something that. Was they hadn't previously thought about or known so when we say to a child don't go on the road they hadn't actually thought about the road so we're much better off saying stay on the footpath or the sidewalk or whatever you call it so that they know what they're meant to be doing and where they're meant to be so the same goes for adults it's you know don't eat aubergine what is it that you're only going to think of from now on you're only going to think of aubergine or eggplant depending where you're from because whichever vegetable I've said don't eat is the one you are going to eat. Now when we say don't, we actually put the emphasis on the object and that's what we absolutely want to avoid. So we really need to think about how can I change my language that I use with my clients when I'm using it and when I'm speaking to them? How can I change it with my family, with those around me, so that we all gain from this conversation that I'm having? So these are really subtle things. There's lots of words like don't. And there's lots of words that we have to think to ourselves, you know, that one really is best avoided. (laughs) How can we avoid that one? But another one that is sort of all over the place and I feel a little bit overused, I'm sure any Canadians who might be listening will agree, is the word sorry. It's really easy to say sorry, um, to apologize and yet not mean it. So rather than just apologizing for no reason, and if someone says sorry to you, then say thank you, or that's okay. Make sure the reply is there, but don't overuse it. You know, when people are making comment about something and they're always apologizing, then they make themselves look not as competent. So if it's something simple, so rather than oh I'm sorry I can't make that date, which is a bit of a downer for somebody. So how about actually that's not suitable for me that date. What about next Wednesday? Because that's far more far more of a logical reply anyway than oh sorry I can't make it. Because oh sorry I can't make it sounds a little bit like an excuse, whereas I can't actually make that day. What about blah? date instead, we're actually really focusing the mind on where we want to move it to, what we want to do. So it's really important that we are thinking to ourselves, how can I change up what I'm saying so that it's in the positive? So the person that I'm speaking to receives that positive conversation, that positive thought process from me, rather than the negative one. And there's lots of words and sayings. But the other thing I thought I would touch on today, which isn't a word or a saying, and that is, you know, we're obsessing over things. And I was reading, um, you know, I get the news on my watch and it comes through all the time. You know, the ABC news comes through all the time on my watch. And, you know, it was a person regretting having not bought something. Now, I really regret not buying a house Um, in the 80s. Oh boy, do I regret not buying a house in the 80s. However, the 80s have gone (laughs) long, long time ago. And so we can't obsess over things that could have been, should have been, would have been. Obsessing over these things is wasting our energy. So where the other two are words and we're wasting that communication time, we're wasting that energy in communication, we're misaligning and we're struggling to make a focus in the conversation, that's exactly the same with obsessing over something that could have been or should have been or was in the past. So it means that we're not looking at the here and now. And not the future either. Don't obsess over, you know, what's going to happen in the future because it will or won't happen. It's great to have a plan, but make it a movable plan. Make it one that's not set in stone. If you've got a vision board and you have a Lamborghini as your main vision in the middle, And then you finally get the money to have a Lamborghini and Lamborghini say, oh, sorry, we're not making any this year. We've, um, you know, we're all booked out. You can't have one for five years anyway. Then you're going to have to find a different vision. So, you know, maybe you go and buy an Aston Martin. I don't know. (laughs) But the point being is that we've got to move. It's it's movable. The plan is movable. It's not set in stone so that when we get to a point we don't immediately go, oh, it's ruined. That's it. I can't have a Lamborghini. I might as well just give up. I've never been in a Lamborghini, by the way. Um, so if someone's got one and wants me to take for take me for a ride in one year, I'm, I'm there, but you will have to drive up to my place. I'm not coming to you. So <laughs> when we think about our use of language and how we speak to people and what we're offering in our conversation to others needs to show that we understand what we're talking about, that we're in charge, in control, whatever. But we've thought about what we're saying before we speak, because there is a lot of that, you know, keyboard warriors um, pronouncing everything and telling us we're all rubbish and, you know, in there, how many characters they've got. Um, at the bottom of uh, TikTok, or on YouTube, or wherever it is. And so people are more than willing to say something negative. But if we spend our time making sure that we have focused our conversation, that we're not judging others, that we are thinking about the formula behind what we're talking about, so taking that moment before we speak, we're going to achieve a far greater interaction and a better interaction with the person that we're speaking to. And if our thoughts are aligned with this positive interaction and this future pacing and where we're heading to and making sure we're focusing here on the now, the stay on the footpath, don't rather than don't go on the road. So if we're focusing on the now and we're focusing a little bit into the future, that vision board is very practical, very scalable, and we're very much able to get there, then we're able to go, okay, these are my tasks to get there. This is how I'm going to do this, using this positive format of language, using this positive format within me that helps me to achieve that aim, to go down that road and achieve what I want to achieve because I've spoken in an organized, sensible and formulated way, a formulaic way sometimes. You know, sometimes we use a script for things once we've got used to saying something. Um, If you've been to my... Finding your flow webinars, then you'll hear me saying, you know, I want people to repeat, next time I see you, next time I see you in the appointment, so that the client knows, yeah, I'm coming back the next time I see you. So, we do have formula in what we say. We do have to have common sense and unreality and in what we say as well, so that we feel confident saying what we need to say. We feel there's a focus to what we're saying and we feel that there's a pathway that we can head down to achieve what we want to achieve so I just you know Really wanted to get those few little words out today and out to the world. So I'm going to leave it at that. A nice short one. Um, now, if, you, if you're watching me on YouTube, you'll see I've got new glasses. Hope you like them. Um, if you're not on YouTube and you're listening um, on the cast, then are you in the Facebook group Strictly Education and Support? Because in there I do a weekly live. It's hashtag Training Tuesday, but it could actually be any day of the week depending how busy I am. Um, but the hashtag has stuck now. So I've just introduced the new hashtag training any day, but it will take a while to catch on, I'm sure. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope you're having an absolutely brilliant rest of day. If there's something you'd like me to cover, something you'd like me to talk about, then please get in touch. Email me, Geraldine at mentoringwithgeraldine.biz. I love getting people's emails. I always reply. Um, Make sure you've done the usual things. You know, you've given me a review, which would be wonderful. Five stars preferably. And you've shared this podcast with your colleagues and friends that you know might benefit. So I hope you have an absolutely brilliant rest of day and I'll leave you to it. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you.